Welcome to the CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Britt Wright, and this podcast is for creative entrepreneurs on fire. You're listening to season four, where we're going to give you inspiration to fuel your creativity, actionable steps to further your business success, and major aha moments from the amazing guests we have lined up. I am so excited that you're here. Thank you for listening. Now let's begin. If you've been listening to the podcast for a while, you know that we talk about all things business here with a little bit of woo-woo thrown in. So what we're doing at the moment is we are creating a very robust, amazing course for designers, and this course is going to teach you how to run your own business, and it's going to get down into the absolute nitty-gritty that we just can't cover on the podcast. So if you're interested in learning how to run your business efficiently and become a profitable, happy designer, please get on the wait list. The link is in this episode show notes. We are launching in early 2024. With 2023 coming to a close, I thought it was a great time to post this episode, which is all about astrology and how you can use it to identify strengths and basically the temperature of where your life is headed. You always have free will, you always have choice, but astrology gives us kind of a roadmap as to what we might expect in terms of the energy surrounding us for the times to come. So I love looking back on the year that's passed, seeing where I've had successes, failures, and how I can pivot and adjust for the year ahead. So I wanted to bring this to you now so you can have a listen, maybe look up your own chart for the year coming so you can plan and set some goals for 2024. I hope you like this episode. I really enjoyed it. It was really fun speaking with Michael. So please have a listen and I will catch you guys in 2024. We are taking the next two weeks off from the podcast. So I want to wish you happy holidays, happy new year, and we will see you next year. Enjoy. Today on the CEO podcast, we have Michael Spermuli. He is a vibrational astrologist, which I'm so excited to talk to you. Um, So on this podcast, we definitely lean into the woo a little bit. So Mm -hmm. this is definitely more of a woo-woo episode for those of you listening, Um, but (laughs) it's all based in science. So we are so excited to have you here. Please introduce yourself. Tell us what you do and we'll go from there. Sure. Thanks so much, Brittany, for uh, having me. I I appreciate the opportunity. And what's interesting is vibrational astrology is actually taking a little bit of the woo out of astrology, because as you mentioned, it's an evidence-based practice. And and vibrational astrology is the only form of astrology currently that is based on active research and data, which may blow a lot of people's minds. I mean, it builds on the concepts that are traditionally out there in astrology and have been for years. But what makes this form of astrology different is that we test and see, all right, based on what the ancients have said over the years, what actually holds up when we put it under some scientific scrutiny versus what doesn't. And it's it's an amazing blending of all these different things from physics to energy to communication to a whole bunch of things rolls up under the the umbrella of vibrational astrology so uh, it, what enabled me to really sink my teeth into this is i'm a data guy so your listeners may be saying well what, wait a minute what, what does that mean my background and professional training is in clinical psychology and something i've done for many years in addition to being an astrologer is I'm a corporate personality profiler. I help companies hire the right people by using 
psychometric assessments to figure out if they're fit for the job and help them select the best candidates. And what's really interesting is when you really get back and look at stuff and you look at personality assessments and uh, Myers-Briggs and DISC and all this sort of stuff, all of those have their roots in astrology, which is pretty wild. So I kind of have a foot in both worlds. I better stop talking because I can go on for eons and I'm sure you've got questions for me. Yeah. So I, I love that you relate it back to that because this podcast is for entrepreneurs and sure. when hiring people, you have to hire good fits that fill the gaps within your company. And when I was in corporate, that was a huge asset we used all the time. Uh, Myers-Briggs, the DISC model, we would mm -hmm. do that at every corporate retreat I went on. And it's very similar to astrology in the sense that you're getting a profile of your personality and how to best use your strengths in what you're doing. So for me, when I, you know, read my horoscope or look at my astrology for, you know, I use that in order to see where my strengths lie, see where I need to focus my energy, see where I maybe need to hold back a little bit. So that's kind of how I use it. But I'm very interested to hear how this would relate to our use in business. So how can a CEO or somebody running their own firm use this type of information to benefit their business and to further their success in their career? So one of the things that you always have to start with is who's playing, who's involved. So obviously, I, and what's what may surprise a lot of your listeners is I have a lot of CEOs who will seek out my services. Some are very confidential about it, meaning they don't let anyone know. And that's cool. Others are like, hey, this is part of a, one of the tools in my toolbox. Uh, whatever, that that's fine. But in business astrology is so so beneficial it's not like a daily horoscope where the energy is changing so fast what we look at from a business context are longer trends so if you think about people who forecast the stock market or the weather or anything else what are they looking at they're looking at data and they're making an extrapolation of that data based into the future to try to ascertain what you might be dealing with. Well, the same holds true in business. Uh, I did a, a business consult for someone last week and they've got a, a small company, about 50 or so people, and they're contemplating opening a second location. And that's the perfect use case for astrology because they kind of think they know when they want to do it. They've got some leeway in the time. They were looking at the optimal time. So what we do is we're able to go and look at the individual's chart and the chart of a company, because when a company gets formed on that date of incorporation, it's like the birth date, if you will, for that organization. And we can look to see how the planets in the sky are interacting with both the CEO's chart and the chart of the organization to maximize the positive effects of, of planning whatever that venture is that they want to do. And that example was open a separate location. And I think it's important to note that, you know, astrology is very much like a weather report. It doesn't dictate our actions. It doesn't have a hold on us. It, it's not like that. The weather analogy works really well. If you wanted to go to the beach this weekend, well, maybe not this weekend, because it's probably going to be cold, uh, but what you would probably do is do what? Look at the weather report, see what's going on. Oh, it's going to be cold or it's going to be warm or wind or rain or what have you. The weather report does not dictate to you 
whether you can or can't go to the beach. That's 100% up to you. You could go to the beach in the rain, but you're going to get wet. The idea of astrology serving as, as this reference point to give you an idea of what to expect from a, a thematic perspective often is very helpful for, tho- for folks in any type of business, whether it's uh, look, looking at you know, growth opportunities or uh, do we need to shift gears? Do we need to change directions? I will say, though, I do not use astrology when it comes to hires. That's reserved for the psychometric standardized tests that are involved. Now, you know, could it be used for that? Yeah, probably. But every tool has its right place in the toolbox. Right. So, you know, it's important that you don't use the wrong tool for the the wrong situation. But that's just one example of many where you know, being an, having an idea of what the cosmic weather is going to be like can be very, very powerful because it lets you know what to anticipate. Mm-hmm. I will say like this year um, has been a tougher year in terms of I'm in construction and design. So mm-hmm. it's uh, with interest rates and things like that. It's been a year where people are holding back a little on spending on their homes and and such, and just spending in general, I think with the increase in prices across the board with food and gas and all those things. So it's funny because when I was looking at my yearly horoscope, it was very much indicative of that type of slowdown and time mm-hmm. to reflect and all of those different things. So as much as people may like kind of frown upon it, I always find, a, you know, at least a nugget of truth at a minimum when I'm looking at, you know, my annual or monthly or whatever it might be. Um, can you touch on what the difference is between kind of what we would call, I guess, traditional astrology and what vibrational astrology, how those kind of differ. Absolutely. In traditional astrology, which is what most of us are familiar with, there's a lot of emphasis placed on your signs, uh, sun sign, moon sign. And that simply means where these planets are positioned in your birth chart at the time that you were born. Because when we really strip it away and look at what an astrology chart is, it sounds all mystical. It's a map. It's a map of the sky showing you where the planets were positioned at the time of your birth. And the theory in vibrational astrology and and with other forms of astrology as well, is that when we're born, those unique planetary combinations create an energy pattern that's sort of stamped into us as like our cosmic DNA. And that doesn't change. That's our game board. That's our tools, our resources. That's with us for a lifetime. What does change constantly are how the planets in the sky are aspecting or connecting and forming circuits with our birth chart. And that's why there are certain cycles that are easier to get through than others. Some may be a little more difficult, but the main differentiator from vibrational astrology compared to other methods is that vibrational astrology is an energy based model. Let me unpack that a bit. Traditional astrology, there's a lot of archetypes used. And and by the way, I'm not poo-pooing traditional astrology. Uh, I always get, you know, hate mail after doing one of these. And my standard response is, hey, you do you. There are over 30 different systems of astrology out there. Vibrational astrology resonated with me because the one piece that was missing is the research component. Anyways, I'm going off on a tangent. The in, in traditional astrology, we have these archetypes. Well, the moon represents our mother and Saturn could be the father. And, and all right, maybe. But in VA, it's simply looking at how energy is designed to flow. So instead of assigning archetypes, we look at what does each planet regulate? 
what is that planet responsible for? And this is not just by hypothesis. This is through the analysis of thousands and thousands of charts to build an actual data model. And I'm not the creator of that. All credit goes to David Cochran, who is the father of vibrational astrology, who has been researching and developing this since 72 and is still at it uh, at the age of 74. His birth chart is out there, so I don't have any problem saying that. Uh, <laughs> because the, the data is suggesting that the planets regulate a specific process. For example, Mercury connects thoughts and ideas. And some of these will be very similar to what your listeners may be familiar with, with regards to uh, other meanings in astrology. Others will be a little different. I'm not going to go through all of them, but I'll give you some of them. Jupiter tends to make things really big. Mars is the planet of action. It's not the warrior. You know, in traditional astrology, it's, oh, well, Mars, it's fiery. It's Well, it can be, sure, but it's not always that. But what it always is, is when Mars is aspecting in a chart or in your natal chart, it brings action and the drive to want to do something. So using those definitions, we then look to see what planets are connected and form these circuits. And, and when I say circuits, it's if there are certain angular differences between various planets and certain circuits get lit up which means the energy is able to flow through you. And since each planet regulates a particular energy process, <clears throat> that's where the elegance of VA comes in because we're not playing this guessing game of, well, it could be this, or maybe you need to look at your house cusp on the, you know, your, your business house or the, and you're running all over the chart, trying to make things fit. That was the one thing. Cause I've studied astrology for years. I, I've been an astrologer since 94, but there was always that part where it's like, yeah, you're trying to crowbar something in there that might not fit. VA takes all that away. And I've I've got a couple of highlights from your birth chart ready to roll whenever you want to get into that, because there's some interesting stuff going on there. Yeah, okay. uh, if if that's still the plan to Yeah, kind of I was that's where that. I was gonna go next. I was gonna say, like, I, I totally understand everything you're saying, and I think that makes a lot of sense. And and yeah, I would love to hear. I had uh, Michael do my birth chart to kind of see how this works, and you know, see if we can fit some uh, some things together. So yeah, jump right in. All right. So what I'm going to do, and this is not even scratching the surface, because we, we you know we, we don't have an, an inordinate amount of time here. I want to just hit some highlights. Sure. So, and you'll see how this because I think doing is better than telling. So, you know, showing is better than telling. So let's just do that. So you're, you've had charts done before. I'm assuming you know about your natal chart. Uh, and if you don't, it doesn't matter because uh, that's the beauty of VA. We can jump in. But how familiar are you with your own natal chart and placements, if at all? And if not, that's cool. I did a really in-depth one quite a few years ago, but I didn't like memorize which yeah, no, what that, was what. That, that, listen, I can't memorize what's going on in my <laughs> chart. I see so many charts. I, I would have to look. <laughs> All right. So let me jump. So everything starts in the natal chart. And then we calculate these vibrational charts off of that. So the first thing that jumped out to me at yours in your natal chart is you have the sun, Saturn, and Uranus all sitting together in the bottom of, of your chart. So right out of the gate, that suggests you don't like to be restricted. You want to be, and, and I, I can't see you right now because I'm actually looking at the screen. I think I heard a <laughs> smile and a laugh there. Freedom is like critical for you. Even rebellious at times, if people try to mold you into something that doesn't feel 
all that natural. Is is that something you've experienced when people are trying to jam you jam you into a, a, a you know square peg in a round hole? And it's like, no, I'm not doing that. Michael, I run my own business, and there's a reason for that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> me, me too. Okay. All right. So, so that's that's just a little taste of the natal chart, which is is good. It's helpful. Um, do, now, this may sound like an odd question, and I don't mean this to be overly personal, but do you get massages often or regularly? Yes. Yeah, you need to because you run at such a high idle, and that's the first thing that jumped out at me. You run at like you know really really high pitch. Hi, you know, always got something going on. And it, it's important for people with those planetary combinations to have some way to decompress, whether it's massage, meditation, et cetera, and whatnot. All right, that's cool. Natal chart. I don't want to spend too much time there. I want to get into the vibrational charts. And we got a couple of those to look at. We're going to look at your 11th vibration. And the way that I go about doing this is not some random process. I'm able to look at charts and see where the most activity is. That's the beauty of VA because we can get to the heart of the matter quickly. So the 11th vibration is where we feel restless. Now it's not restless in the sense of being worried or anxious. It's like, all right, what's next? We got this project done. Great. Let's move on to what's next. What are we going to do to make it better? Not satisfied with the status quo. When you've got lots of stuff going on in your 11th vibration. So the first aspects uh, that I'll cover are Mercury, Venus, Saturn, and Neptune. Now, I'll do a little bit of teaching here. Mercury, Mercury regulates thoughts and ideas. Venus is what we are attracted to. Yeah, romance could show up into that, but you could be attracted to a sunset or a beautiful environment. Saturn takes out anything that isn't necessary, and Neptune is what is magical to us. So when we combine the elements of all four of these planets, and I'm not saying elements in the astrological sense, I'm talking about the planetary qualities, it's like making a little recipe. So you've got Mercury, Venus, Saturn, Neptune. This suggests that you're really skilled at abstract thinking, uh, being able to process and deal with abstract art concepts, um, inclination to pursue art and literature. Did you do a lot of writing in college or or get involved in the arts or anything like that? Yeah, I went to college or to university for my, um, we call it, we call college university yeah. in Canada. Um, so I went, my degree was supposed to be in English lit and then I changed majors. But yes, that was what I went to university for first. <laughs> yeah, so, so you're drawn to that and you might've had different things that kind of moved you in a different direction. You know, people with these type of planets, you're generally interested in symbolism, um, different levels of meanings in art and literature. Are you critical of anything that is perceived to be showy, superfluous, or things that are not really well designed? I mean, does that just get under your skin and you just want to rip it out? <laughs> yes, because I'm an interior designer. So oh, Okay, so I, I didn't know that. <laughs> By the way, we should tell your listeners, all I said, because we did a, a just a preliminary call. I yeah. don't know anything about you. I haven't looked you up on the internet. I don't have time. So I don't know what you do. What's so that whole, and, and the reason that's that when I mentioned that point about ripping things out, Saturn is not the big, bad malefic that astrologers have talked about for years, meaning that it doesn't just, you know, beat up on us. Saturn helps cut things to the bone so that we get to the essence of whatever it is that's important to us. So I would imagine in your design work, you're always like, well, how can we cut this out or get this corner out of here or make this sight line flow so that it's not 
disrupted. That's a Saturn function to remove things that aren't needed. Um, and, and that's, uh, you know, and especially if things are poorly thought out, forget it. That just gets, uh, it makes you mental. All right. So, and that's just one four planet planetary aspect in the 11th vibration. So because things happen in these different vibrations, the energy gets expressed based on how the vibration modifies things. So because that 11th vibe has to do with restlessness, you're going to be doing all the things that I mentioned until you get to the point where you feel that, hey, all right, I've got this now. We've cleaned it up enough. It's smooth enough. The project is flowing. And you're not going to rest until you get that done. That's how we then blend the energy from the planets with the vibration to show how it actually shows up in your life. Interesting. Now, uh, what else do we have here? We have Mercury, Saturn, Uranus uh, aspecting, which indicates that you do your best work when you're left alone. Yep. <laughs> Dealing with large committees, groups, teams, probably not your bag. Because when those planets show up together, Saturn's there again. All right. Well, Saturn and Mars, it's about doing stuff usually independently. Yeah, you could work and interface with the team if you needed to, but you're at your best when you can be alone and do your own tasks. Uh, and let me ask this, staying on a fixed schedule, what's that like for you? Is that an easy or hard thing? Because I'm going to suggest here that it's probably difficult, meaning that if if the schedule is so rigid that you can't adapt or change, that probably doesn't sit all that well with you. Not at all. Yeah, I have to be very versatile and I like every day to look a little bit different. Yeah. Which is, again, this whole idea, that's Uranus's function. Uranus, see, I'm kind of giving you a little pepperings of what the meanings are. Mm -hmm. Uranus is liveliness, breaking out of the routine, can't stand doing the same old, same old. Uh, and I'll add a footnote to that, that when people place demands on you that might be excessive, uh, or maybe even not so excessive. If if you if a client hires you to design something for them, and then they come in and say, "Well, I really want this, this, and this," it's like, "No, you hired me to be the designer. Let me do my thing." That probably frustrates you to the point where it's like, Ugh. "Very much, yeah." <laughs> All right, and then one more aspect here, and then we're going to do one other vibration. Uh, and, and again, I'm just kind of jumping around here to show how this works from a high level. Mercury, Venus, and Neptune. Mercury connects ideas. Venus is what we're attracted to. Neptune is what is magical for us. And everything I'm telling you is based on data. This is not just a bunch of people sitting around in a room or a sweat lodge voting on this. This is what the data has shown up by looking at thousands of charts of celebrities and, and interviews that were done in depth with uh, astrology clients to build this model together. So Mercury, Venus, Neptune, Great imagination, great vision. Again, you have a knack for interpreting or writing literature. Very, very strong in the arts department. And your world now, I would imagine every creation that you put into the world from that, uh, fr from you know, designing things, it's probably viewed in your mind as a work of art and something that is more than just a kitchen, a bathroom, a living room. It's an artwork. Uh, and could you have a vision from based on what the client tells you, you probably want to carry that through and then bring that to life. Absolutely. All right. So one other vibration I want to touch on, and that is the 40, and the vibrations go up into the hundreds. I look to see where the strongest things are, are happening. 
And while you're in the construction business now, I think there's more lurking in the background because the 43 vibration is almost a calling to transcend people, humans. Uh, what I mean by that is it's like stepping into a spiritual space. A lot of spiritual leaders have a very strong 43 vibration. So it's, it's, it's calling you to almost be a type of you that is watching you since since a, a somewhat of a sense of detachment for the greater good, as opposed to the individual. So before I get into the interpretations, is that part of your like, and even if you maybe have thought about it just for, you know, in passing or for a second, what's your big goal in this lifetime, your big dream, you're smiling. So you must have one. Uh, I've always said that I want to leave something behind, like that I'm remembered for. Mm -hmm. And I do have a very strong spiritual practice and, um, feel a deep connection with that side of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, and I've always wanted to kind of have a, a really massive impact. So beyond, you know, what I do day to day that, you know, makes me yeah. happy and I'm successful at and everything I do want to kind of reach more people and have, that kind of transcendent impact on other people's lives. And that's the first word that is used to describe, describe the 43rd vibration transcendence. It's going beyond this. So now let's get to some specifics in the 40, uh, 43rd vibe. I think I may have misspoke that uh, you've got Mars, Venus, Jupiter, and Pluto all aspecting. What does that mean? You tend to do things or at least in this vibration. And remember, this is specific to the vibration that we're in. So you probably have big thoughts, big dreams, big scale. You want to have, as you said, this impact that is large, a legacy. Pettiness drives you up a wall. If people are petty, that is like the opposite of these planetary combinations. It's like, let's look at the big picture here. You tend to want to seek out successes based on uh, the Mercury, Venus, Jupiter, Pluto combination. Jupiter makes things big, big, big. Pluto brings intensity. So when you latch onto a project of any type, you're all in and you're doing it. So inside the 43 vibe, should you choose to walk down that path at some point, you've got the circuitry for it. Another combination of things that are happening is Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter. Good common sense, constructive approach to solving problems. So you don't get lost in the ether, even though it, it, there's this misnomer that, well, if you're spiritual, you can't be logical. Or if you're logical, you can't be spiritual. Um, and that's just not true. VA kind of pulls it all together. I personally know two preachers, Baptist preachers, <laughs> who are using astrology, vibrational astrology in the work that they do. And the reason for that is because it pulls things together. It's not an either or. Uh, it doesn't mean that. And I was raised in a faith-based system where there's, oh, astrology. No, no, you, you can't do that. And it's nonsense. It, 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 this is not a cult. It's not. We're looking at planetary placements and energy. So you can't have a foot in these different worlds. So the idea of being able to come up with some solutions, whatever that might mean to help humanity, uh, your community on a large scale, you've got the wiring to do that. 
last combination, Saturn, Jupiter, and Pluto. Saturn takes things away, but Jupiter makes things bigger. So it's like, what are you talking about, Spermuli? You're talking at both sides of your mouth. No, not really. Because in vibrational astrology, one energy does not cancel out another energy. It changes the recipe, but it doesn't cancel things out. So when Saturn and Jupiter are together, that provides outstanding business acumen. And in the 43rd vibe, whatever your vision or mission is, you're able to look and say, how can we grow this, but at a regulated pace? Because Saturn keeps Jupiter from getting too big and having pie-in-the-sky ideas. Then you've got Pluto thrown in there, which is this compulsion and intensity to turn over every rock and see what's under there. Oh, what's happening here? What hidden information might be there? Pluto is like a big id. When it latches onto something, it just wants what it wants. Pluto by itself doesn't do much. But when it aspects things, such as your Saturn and Jupiter in the 43rd, it it enables you to be productive to like the highest standard and you hold yourself to that standard as well as other people around you. Um, efficiency, being talented, very effective of cutting out again, the unnecessary things that aren't needed. So whatever your legacy may be, it's going to be pure. It's not fluff. It's not about putting something together just to be, well-known and make a lot of money and no in fact that's probably a turnoff and the opposite of what you want you want to create real lasting lifelong impact and bring out the most efficient success in yourself as well as others or communities that you contact with so that's just kind of a, a thimble full of va i'm interested in your thoughts good bad or ugly because you know we we track all this stuff because that's what builds the model Anything starts first with an idea, and then you start to look at things that support the idea. And there's a whole process that goes, uh, that gets executed as far as building these models of what makes sense in these planets. So I'm interested in, in your reaction. I think it couldn't have been more spot on for how I feel, you know, about the things in my life that I'm trying to achieve, that I'm hoping to do, um, and about, you know, how I want to approach, you know, those big dreams, those big things in the future and how I kind of deal with things day to day. So I absolutely think it was very, very on point. And for me, I just really like the, the idea of being able to have that type of feedback. And I think at a very base level, the most in, you know, the most basic kind of benefit of this sort of thing is just to be able to feel validated in where you're going and, the feelings that you have within yourself about your direction and success and what you want to achieve and not, and it just gives you that little bit of extra, like, okay, I'm not crazy. Like that thing, <laughs> you know, that no, thing I, yeah. I feel inside and that I want to bring into the world actually is written, you know, written in the stars. If I'm going to be really. <laughs> well, technically the planets, but yes. So, yes. But, but let me, let me, let me, you touched on something very, very important. And that is this as human beings on this earth and who knows what happens after this. I, you know, I'm just as curious as everyone else. We've got more paths for us to be able to go down in our astrology chart and the vibrational charts than we can ever accomplish in a lifetime. So what that means is, this might not happen for you with this 43 vibe stuff and it's for several years down the road, maybe 15, 20 years. That's okay. 
the stuff that you're doing now that we saw in the 11th vibration is what you're choosing to activate right now. So it's not like the die has been cast and that's it. We kind of go into these different cycles throughout our life if we want to. And if we don't want to, that's fine. Doesn't have to be activated. I did a, a consult for someone. I'll, I'll tell the story very quickly. They were an individual in their 70s. I saw some stuff in the chart. I asked them a weird question. I said, have you ever thought about doing stand-up comedy? And this person had no connection to comedy whatsoever. Their their work was not even related to that. And it was dead silence. They just kind of stared at me over Zoom. And I said, hello? They said, for 20 years, I've carried around a notebook in my pocket, jotting down little funny ideas that I just find amusing. <laughs> and I said, well, I'm not suggesting you should go out and be a stand-up comic. That's not what this is about. But that's a path that is naturally baked into you based on the way that the planets were aspecting in that particular vibration. And it was like, huh, all right. So I'm doing this for a valid reason. I said, yeah. I said, and doing comedy for you may just be making observations of folks or things or situations and jotting them down and looking at them for a laugh. You know, they're not going to go become a comic, but that's the type of stuff that we can get to in VA real quick without having to do a whole bunch of, well, what's now, did you notice one thing, uh, by the way, I just cut myself off, but that's okay. Mm -hmm. What did you notice? And it's okay. This is kind of a pop quiz. When I went through that whole process with you right now, what didn't I mention or address at all? And it's okay if you don't know the signs. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> let, so let's talk. So it's, it's like, well, how can you astrology without the signs? We've been led to believe that the signs have a lot more impact than they actually do. And we're talking signs. We're talking about, uh, you know, Aries, Taurus, Gemini, everyone, yep. most people know their birth signs. Okay. And then of course, planets can be in different signs and what have you. Signs give maybe a little color to the situation describing how something's going to play it out, get played out, but they're not nearly as important as the what, which is the planets doing their thing. So mm -hmm. it's not uncommon for me to do a whole consultation and never mention a sign because again, the data has shown that they can have some influence or a little bit of impact, but not nearly as much as well. All Gemini's are curious and flighty. No, that, that's not what the data reveals. Yeah. That's really interesting. And at the end of the day, I think the, you know, we all know that everything is made of energy and obviously it has an impact based on how you, when you were born, how you were born, where everything was, what the energy was that day, um, that year, everything, it all falls into. And obviously like it does affect our lives. It's, it's how we operate. It's how the cells of our bodies work. So I think being, you know, having insight into that, it just gives you validation to know you're on the right path. And as an entrepreneur, I think that's very important because there's so much self-doubt. There's oh. so much, you know, so many times you're like, am I doing the right thing? Am I, you know, changing careers to the right path? So just to, just for that alone, I think it's beneficial, but I, I also think it's just, um, it's a really interesting thing that you do. And I appreciate your time. Is there a way that any, um, can people book readings with you? How does oh, that work? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So to find out about me, the best place to go is blueridgeastrology.com. That's the website. I do daily forecast on all the socials, TikTok, oh, cool. Instagram, Facebook, same moniker, Blue Ridge Astrology. You find, you search for that. I'll come right up. I didn't talk about this ahead of time, but um, I'm assuming you do show notes with the, your... We okay. do, yeah. Um, 
I'll give you a coupon that you can put in the show notes that'll take 20% off of any personal consultation uh, with me if anyone would like to book, but we'll figure that out after we get off the air here. Uh, and, that, and that, again, you just plug that in when you get to the website and that'll take 20% off. But yeah, I'm uh, it, it's a different way of astrology, not saying it's better. It just works for me. And I'll, I'll leave your audience with a, a little tip. And that is when seeking out an astrologer, uh, despite what many people think, I don't think everyone should see me. You've got to find someone who resonates with you. And the beautiful thing about social media is you can watch astrologers and how they operate and how they speak and get an idea of, yeah, that, that sounds like it fits with me or not, and then go find someone where there's that resonance, because there are people who will show up on my doorstep and they want to talk about, you know, sign, sign, signs, and that's it. I'm not your guy, you know? So I, and, and the other thing that I'll mention, and this will upset some of the younger astrologers, find someone who's been doing it for about 10 years or more, no shade being thrown at people who are a year or two years into this. There is so much to learn and you have to have had to have some life experience to be able to blend it all together. So make sure you find someone who's been at it for a good long while and that clicks with you and they can help give you some, some really good insights that might surprise you. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for the reading. It was very cool. And um, we'll link that code for everybody in the show notes. Sounds excellent. Thanks so much for having me. I enjoyed it. You're welcome. For those of you that would like to book a session with Michael, you can use the code CEO on checkout for 20% off your reading. The link to his website is in the show notes, so just head over there, choose the reading you'd like, and then use the code CEO for 20% off. This episode is brought to you by BSW's new product, Digital Design Downloads. They are pre-curated spaces for $44. You get a mood board, a shopping list, and a budget. These are amazing if you just want a quick refresh of your space, if you're not sure what items to buy for a room, if you really have no idea where to go with a space, and you just want a quick and dirty design. These are perfect. They're really, really inexpensive. You get over 12 hours of design time packed into these. So they are so affordable and such good value. And we check stock monthly. So anything that is on those boards, we do check that it is available for you to purchase and really easy to implement. They're also really versatile, so a lot of the stuff that we source in those boards comes in different sizes or different colors, so you can even make them work in small or large spaces. So these are really amazing. We're really excited about them. You can shop them through Instagram uh, on our link in bio, or you can shop them on our website, www.bswdesign.ca, or we also have a Shopify. So check them out. We hope you love them.